You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. Hey everybody, good morning. This is Mark Cook here sitting in to host Morning Breath this morning. So glad you guys are joining us. This is a drive time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day, and I always enjoy doing morning breath. I love getting into the Word of God. We open up the Bible, we read a chapter, we talk about, we read it on the air, and then we just talk about what God is sharing uh, with us, what we feel like the Holy Spirit's leading us to talk about. We usually read it the night before and the morning of as well in preparation, and then we come down here and we get it done in the studio, and uh, you get to listen with us, and hopefully you're reading along with us and studying your Word with us, because it's the one thing that makes all the difference. It's the firm foundation, and uh, I'm doing the show this morning with my favorite co-host, my wife, Angela Cook, also known as Mama Ange. Hey, brother. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. Well, I know you're how you are this morning. <laughs> <laughs> you're stuck being married to me. You I know, know how, how I you're doing this morning after you got in a fight with Blender and <laughs> chastised by blend. me. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we are not even going to start that. So we're down here getting ready to, uh, yeah, we're recording this so that you can listen yes. to Morning Breath with us, ways you can get connected here, listening to Morning Breath, listening to sermons, is you can download the East Coast app right to your smartphone. Yes, that's the yeah, best thing It is do. the best way to do it. Um, but you can also go to eccc.us for info on events, past sermons, and Morning Breath episodes. Um, you can find East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Weekend services are awesome when you can't get out of the house um, a lot of people over the last several months have had to spend time in isolation and quarantine. Um, boo. Yeah. But what a great way for them to connect and stay connected to our community through those ways. And it's a new year. So yeah. you know what? Church is open. We are open. We Come in, come to the building. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Call East Coast at 321-452-1060 also for more information. That was a little bit of a weird transition. Um, <laughs> and we can email you, mail you normal mail. Yeah. Um, with more information about East Coast, we can send you our uh, morning breath guide that yeah. tells you what you need to be reading every week. We have morning breath guides right in our next step series of our yep. lobbies at all of our campuses as well. And so, on the app. Yeah. So, man, just come in. Uh, come in, do church with us, uh, do life with us, do life in the kingdom Tonight, of God. Tonight they it's should a great come place do life with us. Absolutely. Tonight is, is today is actually Wednesday. It is February tenth, and so tonight we're doing a special celebration service. We're doing uh, in a, we're doing our night of worship, uh, which is going to be two services, one at six and one at seven thirty, to make room for everyone uh, with a little bit of social distancing still included. Um, so you can get your tickets for that on our events page of our website. They're not there's no charge, but we just need to reserve the seating. Um, but in addition to doing the uh, the additional the the, the what, what's, night of worship. What's the word am I looking for? They call it an extended, extended oh. worship sets. In addition to our extended worship sets, we're also, it's a, a special celebration service because we're making a transition. Um, Pastor Dan Stahlbaum uh, has been our, our, our founding and, and senior pastor for a long, long time, and uh, Pastor Matt Stahlbaum is stepping into the role of, uh, of lead pastor. Um, and so Pastor Dan and, and Pastor Matt, we're going to be celebrating that transition uh, tonight. So it's going to be a big party. We're going to have food trucks in the parking lot. We're going to have dessert when this is all over. We're going to just, we're going to party like it's 1999. Yeah, that'll be awesome. <laughs> yep. I'm All excited right. about Pastor Matt and Pastor Jessica stepping up and yeah. getting to take us to the next level. Yeah, it's always good, man. The best We're, is yet to come. Amen. We're always standing on somebody's shoulders, and it's 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 there's a lot of excitement 
uh, just, you know, there's the kingdom of God is an exciting place, yeah. uh, period. And so there's always looking uh, for what God is doing. Yeah. So we're in Proverbs chapter 7. We're going to see what God is doing in here, um, all the wisdom uh, words written by King Solomon. And uh, I'm going to read from the New King James. What are you reading from? I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation. And did you say you wanted to read the second half? I do, because it's pretty intense. So there's 27 verses. Hmm... That middle section, there's really not a clear break. So I could, uh, I could break. Let's see. I could, st- I could read up through verse thirteen, and okay. then she, and that that ends, and she begins to to speak, Perfect. and so you could take it from the top right Sounds there. Sounds good. You will start it at verse fourteen. That's so you right. Get and me I get to say unto you, read, sir. Proverbs seven. My son, keep my words and treasure my commands within you. Keep my commands and live in my law as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call understanding your nearest kin, that they may keep you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words. For at the window of my house I looked through my lattice and saw among the simple, I perceived among the youths a young man devoid of understanding, passing along the street near her corner, and he took the path to her house. In the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night, and there a woman met him, with the attire of a harlot, with a cra- and with a crafty heart. She was loud and rebellious. Her feet would not stay at home. At times she was outside, at times in the open square, lurking at every corner. So she caught him and kissed him. With an impudent face, she said to him, Come with me. It'll be all right. I've got everything we need for a feast. I'll cook you a wonderful dinner. So here I am. I'm all yours. You're the very one I've looked for, the one I knew I wanted from the moment I saw you. That's why I've come out here tonight, so I could meet a man just like you. I've spread my canopy bed with coverings, lovely multicolored Egyptian linens spread and ready for you to lie down on. I've sprinkled the sheets with intoxicating perfume made from myrrh, aloes, and sweet cinnamon. Come, let us get comfortable and take pleasure in each other and make love all night. There's no one home, for my husband's away on business. He left home loaded with money to spend, so don't worry, he won't be back for another month. He was swayed by her sophistication, enticed by her longing embrace. She led him down the wayward path right into sin and disgrace. Quickly he went astray with no clue where he was truly headed. Taken like a dumb ox alongside of the butcher, she was like a venomous stake coiled to strike, so she set her fangs into him. He's like a man about to be executed with an arrow right through his heart, like a bird that flies into the net unaware of what's about to happen. So listen to me, you young men. You better take my word seriously. Control your sexual urges and guard your hearts from lust. Don't let your passions get out of hand, and don't lock your eyes onto a beautiful woman. Why would you want to even get close to temptation and seduction to have an affair with her? She has pierced the souls of multitudes of men. Many mighty ones have fallen and have been brought down by her. If you're looking for the road to hell, just go looking for her house. Amen. All right. So some interesting stuff here. Um, there's a few di- a few different directions um, that we could go. I didn't know if you want to launch out with any immediate thoughts or I can. Go ahead. Okay. So, I'll, well, I'm going to do one thing right up front. So a lot of times when we read this stuff, we there's... There's two things going on here. There's some there's some analogy, um, mm-hmm. you know, that where you can compare this example that was given to something else, um, and and you know, paint a lot of different pictures about mistakes that we can make in life. But let's also, let's also not dodge the what's right in front of us. Um, stupid decisions about sex screw up people's lives. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's the bottom line. Um, and if we're just going to be, you know, let's just take let's take it at face value. Um, we are wired um, certain ways, and a lot of times that leads us to make really dumb mistakes um, because we follow the wrong we follow the wrong urges, and and we make decisions that we know we don't want to make, but we make them anyway because we didn't have self control. And the bottom line is that's one of the things that is being talked about here is use wisdom because the guy who does this, or even the woman who does this, is devoid of understanding. And I think that that's something that really should resonate. If this is the decision that you're choosing to make the, you know, to go outside of your marriage uh, and, and things like that, you're doing that from a place that the Bible says you're devoid of understanding. And so you might have that desire. It might look good and it might look enticing. And there's those, you know, seductive words and all of that that goes with it. But the bottom line is, you're devoid of understanding. And and I don't say that in condemnation to anyone because we all can deal with that temptation. But to understand, wait a minute, I'm experiencing this temptation, but for me to follow through with this means I am lacking understanding and I'm lacking wisdom, which is the very thing that the Bible is telling me I need to operate in. And so it's just as simple as having the, having the mindset to say, you know what, I don't want to walk in this complete lack of understanding. I don't, because if I'm devoid of understanding in one area, it's eventually going to spill over into other areas. If I'm devoid of understanding and I can't make a good decision here, I'm not going to make a good decision somewhere else also. And eventually that whole thing is going to unravel. A lot of lives have been ruined by these kinds of decisions that this young man made. And so let's just, you know, call it what it is. Let's have some self-control in this area and rely on the Holy Spirit to lead us. Because you know what self-control is? is a fruit of the Spirit. Sure. It's, not, it's not just willpower and self-discipline. It's relying and being led by the Holy Spirit to make the right decisions, and He will not leave you devoid of understanding. Yeah. Um, just speaking of all of that, this is Solomon writing. Solomon writing. Yeah. And we, if you think about it, David was Solomon's father. King David was Solomon's father. And we all know if you've been listening to church lessons long enough in your life, um, maybe you don't know this, but if you have been, you, or if you don't know, I'm going to teach you something new today. <laughs> <laughs> King, Sol or King Solomon was the son of King David. And we all know that King David's big sin, the entire Psalm 51 was written based on David's big sin. Um, he fell into temptation and was lured away by the beauty of Bathsheba, mm -hmm. who was someone else's wife. And I, I just saw so much correlation in this chapter to what happened with between David and Bathsheba, um, where it says, come, let's get comfortable and take pleasure in each other all night. There's no one home for my husband is away. And we know that Bathsheba's husband is, was away um, in war, yeah. fighting a battle for David. And just what you talked about, just making that making that one choice that David made, he was led to so much pain. He said, for I am so ashamed. I feel such pain and anguish within me. I can't get away from the sting of my sin against you, Lord. And throughout that, I, I really encourage you to read Psalm 51 today when you hear us talk about Proverbs 7, um, all the way through the bottom, all, all the way through the end, I'm sorry, all the way through the end of this um, Psalm 51, we see David's consecration. We see his redemption. And so there's not, not, nothing is lost on God. Amen. And so even though there is a lot of pain that is involved when making choices where you run towards your passion and towards things that are not of God, um, there's still redemption for you. Absolutely. And so I, love, I loved reading Psalm 51 because I knew that was where David confessed his sin and asked God to wash him clean of that. And remember, David didn't have the Holy Spirit. 
And so something I saw um, going to the Holy Spirit and speaking of that in verse um, four, say to wisdom, I love you and to understanding you are my sweetheart. May the two of you protect me and may we never be apart. And the two of you, wisdom and understanding, um, if we're looking for Jesus, if we're looking for God in this, we just found him, wisdom mm-hmm. and understanding. Um, wisdom is the 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 example of, or I can't think of the word I'm looking for, of Jesus, yeah. the personification. Yeah. Jesus is the personification. That Jesus has made unto us wisdom. Yeah. yeah. So Jesus is the personification of wisdom, um, and God is understanding. You put those two together, the two of you protect me. Um, we hear over and over the theme through the word that God will never leave us or forsake us. And even Solomon, I think back, there's a story about him in First Kings where he all he asks God for, the Lord comes in and says, what do you want? And he says, Right now, all I want, I'm so young, I don't, he just inherited being the king, and he said, I'm so young, please just give me wisdom and discernment. And not only did he gain wisdom and discernment, he was given all these other things added to him. Mm. Everything else he didn't even ask for, he received. It made me think of, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Solomon was already seeking Jesus. He was already seeking Jesus through wisdom and discernment. Yes. And so when I read that and I thought, wow, that's so amazing to think this is what that's trying to show us. Like we're we're supposed to be seeking after Jesus. And then I love we're seeing God and Jesus in these these proverbs. Yeah. We're seeing them over and over again, wisdom and understanding, wisdom and understanding. Um, there's two of them, and it says, may the two of you protect me. Well, what do we get because of Jesus and what Jesus did? We got the the Trinity, mm. the three-person part of God complete through Jesus' death and resurrection and his ascension, we got the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So like I just you look at all of that and I just think that's so beautiful that even though the Holy Spirit hadn't taken resident up residence in people's hearts at that point, Solomon was still trying to get the reader to understand the importance of how important it is to focus your eyes on Jesus, yeah. to focus your eyes on God. And so that's kind of something I took from it, just the the correlation between the fact that Solomon was the son of David. David definitely struggled in this area. Um, I did notice, too, that chapter 7 is the last time Solomon is all through the first seven books of Proverbs. This theme of the harlot and the prostitute are brought up several times. Yeah. And um, I just this is the last chapter where this is really talked about, like in depth. Yeah. And so— um, I just thought that was interesting. It is. And 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 knowing that we're looking when you're looking at Jesus, then you're you're looking at all of the things. You know, um, John says that we of his fullness we have all received. I believe it's in Colossians where it says that that in Christ Jesus all the fullness of the Godhead dwells. And mm-hmm. so when we have when we have him, you know, Jesus said over and over, you know, if you receive me, you receive the one who sent me. Um, and then he said, I'll send the comforter. And so you were talking about having the fullness of who God is. Uh, with us at all times to lead us in understanding and to lead us in wisdom. And so it's always there. Um, so I was looking at some other things, some other angles of this, you know, and things that cause us to go the wrong direction. It looks here in, in verse five, it says um, that wisdom and understanding would keep you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words. And I thought about words and I thought about flattery with words and what that looks like. You know, it looks like a lot of things. 
Um, and it can be like she, you know, she was talking this kid up and making him feel like, you know, her whole life was revolving around him. Um, and of course that tripped him up, but there are so many words, you know, words are being spread today in, in greater volume than they've ever been in history. Um, with the technology that we have, all the things that we think, you know, in, in days past when you couldn't send a text or you couldn't even make a fast phone call or, or certainly couldn't make a social media post, you just had your own thoughts and, and you probably didn't say them with anybody and you, maybe you had time to work through them before you opened your mouth. And there was some wisdom in that. Now we live in an era where the thought hits you and you spew it out in some kind of post or some kind of text or, or some kind of instant message. Um, and we don't, we're not using wisdom uh, nearly as much before we speak. We're just speaking everything. And all that's, that's too many words. Um, and all it's doing is stirring up a lot of mistakes. It's stirring up animosity in people. It's stirring up frustration and confusion and anxiety. It's just the danger of words. Well, you saying that, the word seduce. So I, I wrote down some of the words here, prostitute, adulterate, seduce. Um, all of those words are about being deceived. Yeah, that's good. You know, um, when you prostitute out your heart, and I'm not talking about sexual prostitution. I'm talking about you can prostitute yourself to things that are not of God. Yes. Anything you run after with 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 any kind of passion, if you're not careful, you're prostituting yourself out to a lie. And all those words, like you said, she used words to, to seduce. Yeah. Her smooth words seduce. Now we don't have just smooth words. We have angry words and frustrated words and and some words that are good words. Um, but there's so many words out there that they're seducing our minds or seducing our culture. Yes. No, people can't keep it straight. I mean, there are so many books on the market written by people who have no business writing books yeah. <laughs> um, and people reading them and taking them for face value. And it's like, what? I mean, it used to be when you wrote a book, you had to have a little bit of um, credibility. credibility. <laughs> and now you have people writing books who have no credibility. Yeah. And because you 20 year olds can... writing all about life experience, like, come on. <laughs> right. And then, I mean, there might be a 20 year old there with, out there with real credibility to write about a subject, but there's a very unlikelihood that they're, it's very unlikely that they have the life experience that someone in their 50s needs to really understand. Yeah. And that's just kind of the, the, the law of the land in some way. Like, and even the Bible talks about how important it is to have some, like, a, have a Paul and have the Paul pulling up the Timothy and have the Timothy, you know, like, yeah. there's an order to some things. And I, I know you and I were both, you know, pushing a few years into our 50s, which is crazy. We're not there yet. We're... I know, but it's crazy. <laughs> I was going to say, you try turning 46 and tell me how you feel. Age never bothered me until I was like, oh, wow, this is weird. Like even getting up to 40, I was like, hey, that's kind of cool. But mm -hmm. then like 50, what? That was my mom. My mom is 50. <laughs> Still. But yeah, but you get to that place where, you know, you you see those things. So words are seductive. Yeah. Um, whether they're mean, whether they're smooth, they're seductive and they can really get you messed up. Absolutely. We've seen so many seductive words just in, you know, coming coming through, you know, all of the the political season, the cultural season that we've been in. Um, words that are there, and what are they seducing you? They're seducing you to take a side. They're seducing you to be angry. They're seducing you to be afraid of those people. They're seducing you to be angry at that group of people. Right. They're seducing you to, you know, and so all, and and it's stirring up things that are not godly. And like you said, and there's, you know, there's a billion books out there. Everybody's reading, but it's great. Read, be it, you know yeah. what? Leaders are readers. You need to be educated. But yes. what are you reading? What words? Who are you reading? Yeah, that's what, been huge lately. Do you have any kind of a filter 
on the words that are coming into your life. And if you don't, then I strongly encourage you to get a godly filter on the words that are coming into your life. There are some people you need to unfriend. There are some posts you need to not read. There are some videos you don't need to watch. There are books you don't need to read. There are articles you don't need to read. There, you know, there are podcasts you don't need to listen to. If we are putting our face in the Bible first, that's what this show is all about. It's designed to help you to read your Bible because this is the these are the words of life. Uh, Jesus, you know, Peter uh, Peter said to Jesus, "Where would we go? You are the one who has the words of life." Mm. Mm. Wow, that's so important. Um, and so, if Jesus has the words of life, and the words that He speaks to us are spirit and they are life, then there's no more important word to elevate and exalt in our lives, and to use that as the filter for whatever other words we're going to read. If you want to read a book, where what is the Holy Spirit saying? Pick up that book and say, "Holy Spirit, should I read this book?" And let Him speak to you. He might say no, and you know what you need to do: put it down and walk away. And it doesn't matter what friend recommended it to you. Um, you know, there's a reason that we need to have wisdom and understanding, so that words are not taking us away from the kingdom of God and getting us focused on the kingdom of this world. <laughs> I feel like I keep tagging in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, saying that, that's why it's so important to dig into the Word. I would say. Before I really started reading the Bible years ago and really trying to study it for myself and understand it for myself, after being encouraged by listening to something that really, really pushed my faith envelope, um, Andrew Womack, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, when he started—yes, awesome. We I can remember listening to tapes um, on our way to a trip to North Carolina one year in my little pink radio— we were driving up to North Carolina in our Chevy Lumina, mm-hmm. and I remember us sitting there just listening. We had just in, in, encountered some hard stuff. I had a, had a miscarriage, and people had said some really ugly things. They didn't know it, but they basically they spoke out what I had always feared, that mm-hmm. I wouldn't be allowed to have babies. Right. And then I had a miscarriage. And so we're listening to that. My faith was pushed to believe for healing, and I was like, I've never heard this before. This sounds sacrilegious. We started reading the Bible for ourselves. So I'm like, I got to find out if this is the truth. So I dug into the word and I can say if I wouldn't have been pushed to that place, I wouldn't know today. I came across some non-God things from really nice godly people Mm. over the years that I had to say, this is not of God. And the way they are speaking to me is accusational and it is not of him. And that is not who I am. And the only way I knew that was because I knew what the word said about me. I knew what the word said about my situation. I knew what the word said about my, my, my redemption that no, it doesn't matter who I was before. God is not punishing me by not allowing me to have babies. And that's a totally different subject. But if there is anyone out there listening right now and you are a woman and you have struggled with infertility and you have allowed yourself to live in fear, thinking that God did not want you to have children, I want you to know that that is not the truth Come on. about you. And so um, just know that that's off topic a little bit. It's okay. But it's get words. into the word and yeah. find out what God says about who you are as a woman and what he designed you for. Yes. And we will be praying for you. I don't know who you are, but I'm always in prayer for girls like that to the point of seeing miracles. Yeah. My sweet friend, Crystal, shout out to Crystal. I always tell people, <laughs> uh, so I've, I've seen young women come up to you and ask you for prayer in that area. And I <laughs> I have said right in front of you and them, "You are you sure you're ready for this woman to pray yeah. for you? Mm. Yeah. I had a friend that did that to me. She said, are mm. you sure you're ready for me to pray about this? Yeah. Okay. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. But the word of God is faithful. And Amen. it never it never fails to, to accomplish what he sets it to. It says in Jeremiah, and uh, you know what? God started everything out. He said, be fruitful and multiply. 
and he's never repealed that word, so it's still there. So, uh, you know, I, I will throw this out there. You know, get married. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, young man, get control married. your sexual urges. Get married. Get, but young Woo-hoo! lady, or you know, whatever woman, if you're you're if that's a dream, you know, let's do it in a godly way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but listen to the words. Shield your words. Guard your words. Just like Angela was saying. And I'll just say four kids later. The promise. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a promise that we have kids. Amen. Hey, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Yeah. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Coca Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Download the Mezzanine Church app or visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. 
You got a final thought, yeah. baby? So there was a lot of symbolism in, in, in this about who God was, who God is, and who God is always. Um, they talked about Egyptian linens, and that really caught my eye. Like, why did they indicate it was Egyptian linens? And then why did she anoint her sheets with the same kind of oils that they used to anoint? Mm. Um, why was that? The sacred anointing oil. These are oils that were found in the sacred anointing oils. Egyptian. Then it started hitting me like, wow, going out of Egypt. This mm. is a warning to not go back to Egypt, That's not good. to go back to the law, not to go back to the religious practices. So we can look at it from that. We're being asked not to go back to the religious ways. Religion will snag you just as much as sin will snag you. Yeah, that's good. And so that can seduce all those things. Oh, well, I, I feel like I feel like a horrible person because I haven't been really good to my kids today. Let me find some religious thing to grasp onto to feel better about myself. Yeah. That's seductive. That's an adulteress trying to seduce you into getting your eyes off of Jesus, off of wisdom. Yeah. We've got to look back at Jesus when this is all said and done. You can read a book like Proverbs seven and forget that you're actually reading about jesus yeah yes he's already done it you don't have to go do a work to fix something that you've done wrong because jesus has done a finished work he said it is finished and so there's therefore now no condemnation so man healing is finished amen it's all there receive wisdom receive understanding and go live a life that glorifies god see ya see ya bye mama bye we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the morning breath podcast If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.